Whom learned about Gemara? We are in Masechtan by Cotton, a few dollars of Aleph. We'll start from beginning of the third Patek. So, certain activities that we don't want you to do on Chalamoid, not because necessarily they are forbidden to Chalamoid, but because we think that you are going to, not going to prepare yourself before Yom Tov, and really it should have been taken care of before Yom Tov. So, for example, we're talking about taking haircuts. The following can take a haircut of Chalamoid. The rest of the people cannot take a haircut of Chalamoid. And because we want you to come in, in you know, well-kempt and well-groomed before Yom Tov begins. Tayshas actually holds this, this talking about shaving or other things, not about hair, because he says that taking a haircut on Chalamoid is actually forbidden in its own right, taking a haircut. It's not so much to do with beauty. Beauty has more to do with other hairs, with the facial hairs or other things. If somebody comes from overseas, if somebody comes from overseas or he comes, in other words, and he couldn't have taken a haircut prior. So all of these examples are the examples where you couldn't have done it before, so then we permit you to do it on Chalamoid. So he just came from overseas. We'll see what why he was overseas in the first place. Or let's say his face was captured. Or he was just released from jail. Or Hamanuda, somebody was in Chedim for 30 days. And so he teetered like Chachamim, and then the Chachamim decided to let him go. Either 30 days or up, or whatever reason, the Chachamim decided to permit him. He asked, a guy made a nether about. And then, um, not, not taking haircut. And then he asked the Chacham, and they couldn't give him a heter until Chalamoy, for example, they couldn't figure out a way to find an opening for Charata, because that's how you undo a nether. Mahanazir, somebody was a Nazir, and this, that's when the 30 days expired. On Chalamoy or Hamatzayda, somebody who was a leper, but Tomasir when he finally goes out of the last stage of leprosy, he counts the seven clean days, and then he takes, uh, he shaves his, his, all the hair off his body. Then he had no choice. The Elu and the following, the same thing, the same rule that we just said regarding taking a haircut, that we don't want you to do Chalamoy unless you had no choice. The same thing applies to laundering. We don't want you to wait till Chalamoy. We want you to come into Yom Tov with clean clothes. So the only ones who can do Chalamoy is the following. The Elu, Mechapsu, 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 Hand towels, which get dirty very quickly. Either it means a baba, but he puts on top of you when he gives you a haircut, so he constantly has to wash it. So he and or can also mean the covers of sfarim they get dirty. And these covers and these covers that the the towels are used by bathing has a zovin. And these people who have to go to Mikvah and have to, uh, you know, and have to also launder the things, all those who become toil, obviously you had no choice, couldn't do it prior. Everybody else is forbidden because we want you to come into Yamtuf already well kept. Says in one of Shakal, other my time should arise at Osir, because it's now we learned. We learned before in Sakhatain is Anshe Mishmer, Anshe Maimid. The people there who remember where they divided also 24 groups of kind and also divided 24 groups of people. Their job was to uh, to stand all over Israel and, you know, they're, they're representing Klai Israel. 
when it comes to carbonus, so these people are suiting with sape, they're permitted, they're forbidden to take a haircut of Chabas to launder during that week that they're on. They have a week roster every 24 weeks. That week that they're on, they're not allowed to do all these things. Why? Because we want them to come in already. Well, the Chamishim, the Torah, the Shabbos, on Thursday, permitted at the end of their term of their roster anyway, because they're doing it for the coming Shabbos. My time, but what's the reason? We don't want them to come into their into their roster when they're not well kept and well groomed. The same thing applies to Yamtiv. We don't want to come to Yamtiv when they're all when they're not well kept and say Chalmay will take care of ourselves. We don't want them. We want them to come all well, all well groomed and, and well prepared. And so that's why, yeah. So Tori Tate says that could be this this Hezbollah applies to all the other laws except taking a haircut on the head, because he says that maybe uh, it's considered actually a malacha. <clears throat> um, says more further, um, and maybe even in the audience, you shouldn't be taking a haircut really. What about of the live What happened? Something occurred. For example, you lost an object before you got so preoccupied in trying to find it, you just couldn't take a haircut. So there was other reasons why you couldn't do it prior. But the thing is, not everyone is aware of it. All of these examples that we gave, everybody knows that you're overseas. Everybody knows that you're in jail. So therefore, there's no problem with But if you lost an object, not everybody's aware that you lost it. And uh, can you go ahead and take a haircut to Chalamoy? Keeping the audience, some mutter do they because not your old mutter, like Timur King Lamuchamus, but obviously, not everyone's aware that you were, couldn't do it prior, and the, the people will accuse you of delaying it until Chalmay. We have a saying, we have a saying when it comes to matzahs, we don't want you to start making, you know, figure or kind of diagrams on the matzah itself when you're preparing it because it might take longer than 18 minutes but there's a very wealthy family who had a mold and takes them seconds they just put the mold on the matzah it's permitted so they some people want to say why not since it won't turn into chametz let them have beautiful pretty matzahs well adorned says the gemara by said there's a famous saying yemru people will say call hasrikin asudin all the matzahs that have these forms on them are also but srike baisas but the, 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 the matzahs from Baisas, because they had this mold and they can afford it, and so on and so forth, mutarin, it's permitted. And people don't understand the nuances. And they might say, oh, there's corruption, and so on and so forth. And they'll say, it's not fair. So we see there isn't a concept that we know what how people view things. So the same thing here. If you lost an object and no one's aware of it, you shouldn't be able to take a haircut because they'll understand why is everybody else not taking a haircut this guy is. Well, the time may or laundering his clothes and you and this guy is, yeah. Um, time has one shirt, owns one shirt. He's allowed to laundering the People don't know you only own one shirt, so how can we allow? Why are we saying you're gonna say, I mean, why? If you're if you're saying that people are not aware, then we cannot permit you, even though technically we should permit you, but we're worried about perceptions. So then how come we allow a person with only one shirt to wander in on Chalamayid? So Abai said, that's not an issue, because there people can tell that you only have one shirt. How? So first we'll ask the question, why are you worried that game of people say, and that's not a problem. You know why that shirt is different? Because everybody can tell he only has one shirt. And how is that? What happens if the guy only has one shirt? He wouldn't be, be naked there. He would put on his outer coat, put a gartel around it, because he has nothing underneath his coat. And then he watches his shirt. Everybody can see, ah, he's washing his shirt because he doesn't have any other shirt. 
So therefore, there's no problem of people's perceptions. So you learned Ravashi, Masti Ravashi, you learned Boye, Merabzeide. Ravashi learned it as actually was a question. That wasn't a statement, but actually Abzeda asked the, uh, he asked the question of he asked in the following way. What's it in there? Do we say Kivan his question was not about an ordinary person who lost an object? We're talking about someone, a skilled craftsman who lost an object. What what happens then? Kivan the Umanu, since he was a, a, a skilled tradesman, and they and everyone knows they were so busy up to Yamta. Nobody's going to accuse him of delaying it. They realize he was busy till the very last moment. It's not as obvious as somebody who's overseas. Not everybody understands that the guy had really no time. We're talking about, say, a barber. Everybody comes to him. So he had time to give everyone else haircuts except himself. Um, okay, oh, well, maybe this is different. Um, yeah, what do you call it? So this woman, so this woman, um, so this woman lost an object. It wasn't an ordinary person. It was an woman who lost an object. And so more people are aware that he lost it because he probably uh, would have told people while they're sitting in the chair, the barber talks, and he would have told them. So it's, it's not something like a private person lost an object where nobody knows. Here, a number of people know. So the question is, is that good enough? Or do we say, look, it's not the same thing. Okay, a number of people know, but it's not universal knowledge, not like the case of someone who's in jail, everybody in town knows about it. And therefore, nobody's going to you know, accuse the person of delaying it in Dilchal Maid. So you must say, or not, take who? They put me with a question. Saying about Medina, say, yeah, somebody came from overseas. That what? What are we saying? Somebody came overseas, then he has a good excuse and everyone's aware of it, and therefore he can't take a them blunder and do everything on Chalamay. What's the question? It seems that our Mishnah is not conformed with the view of Rabbi Huda. What's the story? The Tanya learned Rabbi Huda says it depends why you're overseas in the first place. Rabbi Huda says, Sorry, it's not good enough. That's not an excuse. Who asked you to go overseas in the first place? If nature got such labor shows because he went without permission. What do you mean? You went on your own volition and nobody forced you to go. And therefore, if you went on your own volition, that's not an excuse. You come back before right before Yamchev, it's not an excuse. You cannot take a haircut or do a laundry on Khalamaid. I'll come back to that soon because it's a fascinating read for here. Omar Rabba says Rabba. So, so an Amisha says that you can say the nonus and you're allowed to take, you're allowed to launder and everything else. It must be a machlekes between Amish and Abuda. So, it's not so simple. If you went touring, you went you know, wandering about and you went as a tourist, then even Hakalasa. Nobody, you didn't have to go as a tourist and you came back, you timed it to come back a minute before Yamtiv. That's not an excuse. So, therefore, everyone agrees, you're not allowed to take, you know, we're not going to make any exceptions for you. If you went for, you had no choice. The Parnassa forced you, so you are an honest. It's not a question of Parnassa, you know, basic sustenance. It's more a question of making extra dollars. One says you don't have to make extra dollars, and therefore you're just like a, just like a tourist, and therefore you don't have to, no excuse. That's how you would And our Mishnah says, no, if you're going for Parnassa, if you're going for Schreir, you're going for business to make an extra profit, it's just like you're going for Parnassa, and therefore it's a good excuse, and you're allowed to do everything you need to do on Chalamite. Says you want to make ask you a question on your interpretation. So you're saying they agree, and, and, and they're, you know, generally they agree. There's only a very narrow parameters where they argue. That is basically somebody goes for business for profit. 
basically it's a question. Amar Rabbi Levi said, needing that Rabbi I, I, I like the words of Rabbi Huda, Kishiyot, Shalom, Meshus, but you want to have permission that no, Chalamoy will not make any exception. As if to say the Chacham argue, but I follow Rabbi Huda. But I follow the word of Chacham. If you dig up a mission, then we'll make an exception Chalamoy. As if Rabbi Huda argues, I'm going to follow Chacham. So let's understand. What do you mean without permission? As a tourist, and I, I follow Rabbi Yehuda, that what? That will not make an exception. But who argues with Rabbi Yehuda in that case? Well, Amr, didn't, you, didn't you just say that even Hakal Asim was forbidden? You're talking about for basic necessities, that what? That we're going to follow Hachami, that we're going to make an exception. But Rabbi Yehuda obviously argues. But you just said a minute ago that everyone agrees that you're allowed to take a laundry and Chalamayit. But Amr, even Hakal Mutter, Elab Shita, what should I be saying here is, I follow the words of Rabbi Yehuda when it comes to making extra money. So, okay, aim a safer. Now, what that you're not allowed, no exceptions. Look at the safer, and even the homish of the shoes. I follow the homim and the shoes, my shoes, ilay melamazainus. If it's for basic necessity, there's no argument. I'm the Mahakal of Hogmut, well, a vicha for extra profits. But Ahmed, you just said a minute ago, Nina Buda, you just said a minute ago that's for extra profits. The first part of the Brahis of Tonga, he follows a Buda, that there's no exception. So, Sigmar explained, you misunderstood Rebbe. Not that they're arguing, in, in, and each time I like one opinion yeah, over the other. Not to me, but to the Rabbanan. The Rabbanan will agree to Rabbi Yudah, because she got to Shalem, without permission. Without permission, when it comes to Turing, Shalem, Shalem, means Turing. Everyone agrees that there are no exceptions, but they only argue in the case of extra profits. And I like the words of the Yehuda when they go out with permission. In other words, I like the words of the Rabbana. That means that, um, that uh, Rabbi Yehuda will agree with the Rabbana, that if you went for basic sustenance, of course we'll make an exception. Because the only argument is, the only argument makes extra profits. When it comes to Mizanus, the basic necessities, everyone agree. What's fascinating is this ritual. There's, I have never seen another opinion like this. He says, What do you mean Turing is Shulayb is Asr? What do you mean over here? So he says, In the beginning, he says, uh, Those who say, I'm just reading you the ritual here, that if you're in Israel and you're going somewhere else within Israel, or you're in Chutzla diaspora and you're going somewhere else, Chutzla. So he says, well, So why is that called Belayb Rishus? Um, you know, if the word is that you uh, could have come back a little bit earlier, then what's the word labor shus? Labor shus means you have no right to go. You had a right to go. You should have come back earlier. That's not called labor shus. What kind of word is labor shus? Labor shus without permission. So Rashi said, if you remember, Rashi said, I just told you before, which, uh, without permission means that nobody else um, forced you. Bishus means bishus acherim, you went on your own. That's what Rashi ties the word shus. Wilfer doesn't like the pshat. So look what he says here. Um, I think, he says, the pshat is as follows. He's talking about you left Eretz to go to Chutzlarts. Chutzlarts is called Medina Sayam. Compared to Eretz we have we'll have a Margitan. And maybe we get Medina Sayam means Chutzlarts. And when you, an Israeli, goes touring, it's Anavera. And that's what Labor Shus is. He's going touring. But if an Israeli leaves Israel because he needs basic sustenance, then for Panos, you're allowed to. But if he's going for business to make extra money, an Israeli going for some money, even if he intends to go back to Israel, just going for a short trip, 
there's a machlekes if he's allowed to, the halach is allowed to. So he says here, an Israeli is not permitted to go touring outside of Israel. What an amazing halacha. Then it goes further. Miu, he says, he includes a Talmud Chacham. In fact, he says, Adam any uh, distinguished person is not allowed to leave Israel to go touring, even to go for business to make money, extra money, not just base sustenance. Even he plans to go back to Israel straight away, a short three-day trip. And he says, and he concludes, and this is how it seems all over. And no one knows where all over is. Wow. So the Ritva holds that an Israeli can't go touring outside of Israel, let alone to go to Cyprus or to, to Egypt. Anyway, it's very interesting. That's how we understand Lloyd Bashus and our mission over here. Let's continue. How much more? If a child is born on Chalamoid, now this is an interesting case. He was born in extremely hairy, and the parents feel this urge to give him a haircut. What did the Galeach Bamoid? You don't know any case that that happened, that they have to give a child. I mean, then some of them come up with a lot of hair on the head, they eventually fall out, but you give him a haircut. You love the Chalamoid? Why? She ain't love based on a baby inside a mother's womb, like in jail. He had no choice. The Mayan in Mikado Loy teaches him here that only if the child is born on Chalamoid, but if the child also was born prior to Chalamoid, then you have no excuse to give this child a haircut on Chalamoid, because you could have done it before Chalamoid. That's what it says. So anyway, that's so simple. We have a rule, and this rule would seem to tell us otherwise. Master Pabi that's a question. It says this is the rule that we are given as follows. Anyone who give a special exception to that he can take uh, this person can take a haircut will give the same exception to an oval. An oval cannot take a haircut, but under these circumstances they can. So then we by inference we can say therefore anybody who is not allowed to take a haircut cannot take an haircut. And our problem is a baby has no availus. And you tell me that the baby was born a week before uh, the Yom Tif, you cannot give me Heker Chalamoid. So here you have a person who cannot have Heker Chalamoid, and yet um, has no bearing on Avelis. And the way you said it, it seems like there's a, <coughs> a direct correlation between all instances that are also on Chalamoid with Avelis. The Yamdekot needs to be plucked. He's plucked. And if you're going to tell me that what? That by a child also we have a distinction whether it was born on Yom Tov itself or prior to Yom Tov. Nimtzas, Avelis, Nehbekot. So you're going to have to conclude that there is also Avelis by a little child. And if by a child, um, Avelis as well, it's forbidden. Um, you know, it's only permitted to give a haircut if it's born, you know, if, if it's born a Chalamoid, but born prior to Chalamoid, you're not allowed to. The same would be by a child. A little baby, well, that's a question, or a little kid. But Tanya, we learned that the only reason why we do Kriya for a child under Bar Mitzvah, they don't really understand the full weight of Avelis, is only for the other mourners that they should, you know, should make them even realize more why Nebuchadnezzar over here. And so the child has no personal Avelis. If the child has no Avelis, then the, this rule that you made that everyone who's affected by Chalamai is affected by Avelis is not really correct. Um, so that I must be that a child, even if it was born, a baby was born a week before Yom Tif, you can give me a haircut of Chalamite. And does not follow the rule that you said before. Omar Baraji says, that's not a question. Meek Tani, does it say that everyone Ha'asurin, does it say, but does, you made an inference, does it say clearly anything that's Asur Chalamite is Asur Navelis? Yeshman Asur, Yeshman Mutter. Not everything. There are, there are some cases where they attack a Mutter. And then, and, and um, 
And in other words, not every single person that is usher automatically is usher not famous. There are some cases that are usher and you know, if you're born before Yom Tov, but does not affect impact on availus because they don't have availus. For example, a cotton. Um, and we we'll go. They learned something like this. says cotton you start it the other way around. A child, you love to give a haircut. He says there's no difference. And he'll use this price as a proof. I'll bring you a proof to support that. That a child, even born before you, can take a haircut on your baby, can take a haircut on your daughter. It says that anyone that can take a haircut, can take a haircut during a veil. So we infer, forbidden to do a it's forbidden during a veil. Also, if you can say, what a cotton is forbidden on the chalamite if it's born, it was before, born before Yamtiv, Nimsas, a veil is never cotton, so it must be that there's a veil by cotton as well, because if it's also chalamite, also, prior to Chalmai, it's also by Avelis, but we know there's no Avelis by cotton because the time you learn Mekadal, cotton Yagras Nefesh for the other mornings. Omar Avashi, Avashi says, Me, Tani, does it say Ha Asuni? Dilma, it's not Nilma, Yeshman Asur for an adult, it is Asur. If it's Asur and Chalamai, and only certain, only if it's in, during these events, if it happened Chalamai, it's permitted, same thing by Avelis. But the Yeshman Mutter by child, the whole thing doesn't apply, it's always Mutter. You do everything discreetly. We'll see all these laws later. So the question by Yantiv also, do we say is Avelis discreetly or not? Do we say that Yantiv is just like Shabbos? Or maybe it's different. And why should it be different? Because Shabbos is counted as one of your day of Avelis. Right? Even though you don't mourn, it's one of the availus. So therefore, at least discreetly, you have to mourn. Yomtiv is not counted as availus, and therefore, it, it just cancels it. So therefore, there's no. It maybe you don't have to conduct yourself in any of the laws of availus. Shneimer says, "How do we know that a yomtiv is not availus?" Says so machta bechagecha. He's a mitzvah to rejoice. Says the Gemara, and 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 I don't care which availus is. He availus started before yomtiv, and now suddenly yomtiv comes along. Comes along the mitzvah, say the rab. Yamtiv is called on a say the rab because every person at that time has the same mitzvah. You don't have to do it together, but you all have to do it at the same time. The dochi pushes like the current pesach, we says, you consider that current simmer in a way because everyone has to do it at the same time. The dochi, I say the yochi, pushes away an individual, only, only you're an obel at the time, and therefore pushes away and I say the yochi. Yeah. Um, and the avails the hash, and if you let's have lost somebody on Yom Tov itself, and you, and you want to kick that avails, loy osi asay the yachid, but doch asay the rabbin. Same thing, your personal say, can I come away, come, come, push away, and I say the rabbin. So Tayshir says from here, it seems that avails is actually a, 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 a say of the Torah. The whole idea of Avelis, I say a turn. Actually, it's a big machlek, it's not a locker, whether it's Avelis or Matera, the first day at least, or Zemedurabanon, or Avelis the whole time. But um, but Isra Malachil on Midrabanan. The Tayshir want to say here um, that even though before we learned the Gemara, the Avelis is the Rabbanan, that's talking about not working during the Avelis. But Avelis itself might be Matera, because the Gemara's expression here is, I say the Yachid is pushing away, I say the Rabbanan. Otherwise, the Gemara finishes there very simply. Uh, why Avelis not Avelis on Yamtiv? Because Avelis is the Rabbanan, and Yamtiv is Matera. Simple as that. 
However, Tracer says an interesting thing. He says, I might be wrong. You know why the Gemara didn't say Avelis the Rabbanon and, and Yamtiv is not Torah? Because Simchas Yamtiv, he says, maybe it's also only the Rabbanon. That means eating meat or Karmish Lamin. But the idea of Simcha Yamtiv might be only with the Rabbanon. The Pasuk is an Asmachta. And therefore, Avelis is also only with the Rabbanon. That's why the Gemara doesn't make a distinction between the Rabbanon and the Rabbanon, because they're both actually exactly the same. Avelis and Yamtiv, both with the Rabbanon. And the Shagas Ayah talks about this at great length. So the, further, the Gemara, Menude, somebody plays the Chayim. Ma, you need but I go, what about a person who plays the Chayim? Does he follow the laws of Chayim and he cannot mix and mingle and all these other laws and has to sever his ties with everybody? Does it apply also in Yamtub or not? I'm going to be a touch by coming here. It says, Donin, it says in the Braissa, Donin, Dine, Nefoshes, one can judge matters to, pertaining to life and death, capital punishment. Um, as lost to do with Malkus, with Dine, Mamma is lost to do with the Mamma's. And if this person refuses to uh, listen, it's called a light size dinner. A person refuses to attend the court case, refuses to listen to the final adjudication. Now, if you can tell me there's no laws of of What's the point of putting mechel chalamoid? In fact, why, why could you? Mishumid v'asim mikoros yadochel emadach. If you already were put a chayim, come yamtiv. We stop the laws of chayim, and you can behave normally until after yamtiv. Hash to misham tinulay. You're gonna allow the bezdin sit there and put a mechelim when it's meaningless. So why waste your time on chalamoid? An exercise which is totally meaningless. That's no proof. Rabbi said to his rebbe of Yisrael. No, maybe the reason why we allow them to sit there is not to paskin, but to examine the situation. Well, this person definitely deserves to be put in chedim, but we will put him in chedim after yamtiv. Doesn't say we actually put him in chedim. Maybe it just means maybe it just means to analyze the case, what we should do after yamtiv, and that's it. So we don't. So when we say over here that you can judge. Forget about the chedim. Talk about judging here. Not that we're going to come up with a ruling. Okay, you're chayim or you're potter. Um, and therefore, you're going to say, well, if the person doesn't listen to Leitzai Yisdin, we're going to put him a chedim. It means only we're going to look into the matter and we're going to decide, resolve that this is what we're going to say after Yom Tov. But in the moment, they won't say anything. If not so, one of the cases here is matter of capital punishment. So we're going to kill the person on Chalamoid. I won't talk about that. The problem is the judges are going to harm their simchas Yom Tov. I mean, it's extraordinary halach here. The Tanya, keep on giving says, Menayin, how do you know the Sanhedrin, Shahorgus and Nefesh, how do you know the Sanhedrin that, that, that know that they're about to kill someone? How do we know that they shouldn't be pleased with themselves? They have to fast all day, they're not allowed to eat anything all day. You shouldn't eat with the blood. So we're going to touch, don't eat when you're dealing with matters of blood. Obviously, when it says over here, you're going to talk about capital punishment. It means doesn't mean coming up with a ruling because you cannot do that. Yom-tip. You have to be because you're not allowed to fast in Yomtiv and Chalamoid. So it must be that you want you're um, just looking into the matters. How can I mean, you know, it means just looking into matters. So therefore, if you're just looking at the matters, nobody you can't label somebody a loit science dinner not listening. You never gave him the din, and therefore, not really putting anybody in Chalim either. So, um, said to him, Kane, so Nimtas, as dinner, come that you're delaying. In other words, halach, um, his his psak. Um, now that you look into it, you know what the halacha outcome should be. You should therefore have to um, give him the psak straight away. Um, 
Now, you normally when we say delaying halacha, delaying din means you, you gave him the psak, but you're not going to carry it out until let's say Shabbos. You cannot paskin somebody to be killed because you cannot kill him until the next day. That's called inri hadin. Here, the Yezir is taking a bit further and saying that even, even forget about the, you, you told him, once you know what the outcome is and you're delaying that, that's also called inri hadin. Um, and, and Taysa wants to say that because you, as you sort of have to write down the reasons behind it because after you people are going to forget. Um, so therefore, since you're writing down the reasons why each dying thinks the person is guilty or innocent, that is going to, it's like it's already given, but not really, and therefore it's called inihadid. So the um, yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, so, so Sabai asked, maybe it just means analyzing it. He said, no, it's, that can be because you're delaying it. So I'll tell you what they did. They did Paskin. How? But you have to fast. Also, they looked into the case in the morning, the Isle of Ochlo Vishos, but they didn't Paskin. So they, had, they were able to eat and drink, so they didn't break fast. Kuliyam all day. Before night, they're not going to Paskin night. They went ahead and they killed him on Chalamoid. So therefore, um, you could have a case of late size dinner, and we put him a chedim, so we can see from here that there is chedim on yomtiv on chalamay, because we're going to put him in chedim. Cases <clears throat> um, has a general question. We're so worried about the tamid chamim, the rabbonim, or the dayonim eating on yomtiv. What about the fact they're killing somebody? That's a malach. That doesn't bother us. Only bothering us that they're not eating and drinking. So Taisa says, because we have a special posse on Shabbos, we don't kill someone. Uh, if we learn that you don't kill on Shabbos, Sanhedrin, must be that um, you're allowed to kill. So that we're not allowed to. Or because it's a Tzarech Mitzvah to um, somebody who deserves to be killed, therefore you're allowed to. Tell you about further. Um, so that's, yeah. Well, sorry. Yeah. So therefore, Rabbi Yesu brought a proof that there's no Chedem Anyam. Omar Abayi says, Tashma, bring another proof. So after Abayi tried to reject Rabbi Yesu, Rabbi Yesu stood up for himself and he pushed and he, um, uh, disproved Abayi. Tashma, come here. Abayi says, I have another proof. It says, Now, Mishnah, Menuda, Shitilachamim, Menuda, the Chachamim permitted. Doesn't sound like him here that that every Menuda is, it sounds like even though he still might be under Chedem, it comes Yom Tif, the Chachamim say there's no Nidui on Yom Tif. And that's why the Mishnah says he can take a haircut. So you misunderstood. You think Menudah means that every single Menudah? No, we're talking about a specific case. You need to lie. This particular person, his 30 days expired, or he asked Mechila. So the reason for the Chedim has been removed. For example, he went and he asked Mechila from his Baldin. And the Rabbana said that he permitted. So therefore, by your proof is no proof, but Abiyat's proof is a proof that there is no that there are laws of Chedim on Yom Tov as well. It continues through Yom Tov and Chalmud. Thinking about it further, Mitzayda, Mawash, Yannit, Tanatu, Beregel, what about a Mitzayda, somebody to refer, the laws of Mitzayda being segregated, all that, is that you should take haircut, does it apply on Yom Tov or not? Another proof that it's not contagious, because here we learned before that you can delay the pronouncement of the Kayin to say whether a person is Mitzayda or not. Till you know, till after Yom to let him enjoy Yom to hear the person's already in Mitzayda. They might have thinks maybe there should be no laws of Taras on Yom to. Clearly, now you should come back and sit with his family and, and so on. Clearly, it's not contagious because it would be contagious. How can you? I'm going to advise the Bayat Tashma coming here. 
it says and the it says that when they finally they finished the last phase and now they're becoming toys so they have to count seven clean days they can go back and join the people but they cannot be with their wives it seems from the Mishnah only at that stage is you know we're talking about that we have special dispensation but sounds like if let's say he's in the middle of his other stages of Tsaras, then no, he continues being a Mitzayra. So clearly there are laws of Mitzayra on Chalamoid. We're talking about here somebody who's been acquitted. He's over. His term is over. And the Tsaras is gone. So there's no proof from here. Maybe the mission doesn't have to mention a case where the person is Mitzayra. I can learn the mission differently. You don't have to tell me in the time the person Tsaras, the Lein definitely there's no Tsaras. But when it comes to the last stage, when he's going outside, out, out of his trust, becoming tired, maybe we should worry that you shouldn't take a haircut on Chalamite. No, the regular Mitzayda can take a haircut on Chalamite. Couldn't do before, but um, there's no laws of Taras on Chalamite. But a person who is going, becoming tired, then maybe we should not allow him to take a haircut on Chalamite. Why not? Because once you take a haircut, you have to bring your kabbanis straight away, and maybe he will delay his kabbanis until the end of yontif and bring it on the last day of yontif. And you're not allowed to bring a private car, a personal carbon on the last day of yontif on yontif itself on the kabbanis ibur. he might delay his kabbanis. He'll think that oh, I'm here anyway, and the final day yontif brings carbon. we're not worried. But then they want that you can take a haircut chalamay, but maybe all mitzrayim can take a haircut chalamay because there's no laws of teras during chalamay. Amar Rav says, Rav, Tashma, come in here. Um, it says, Vihatsarua, it says in the Pasik that somebody in Saras, that he has the Saras on his clothing and the elf, and he shall let his hair grow, and he, and, uh, and he's Tomei Tomei Yikra. So it says, Vi, and, what do you mean, and, and who else? The Rabbah's Koen Godel, to include the Koen Godel, that a Koen Godel also can become a Mitzayim. Now, the Koyin, this is very interesting. A Koyin Godel, the Chol Hashana, a Koyin Godel throughout the years, not allowed to leave the base of Migdash, is the way we behave ourselves on Yamtiv is how a Koyin Godel is whole year is like one long Yamtiv. So, for example, a Koyin Godel who's an Oinen, one of his parents passed away, or whatever one of his close relatives passed away, can go ahead, even though he cannot eat from the carbon, come ahead and, and bring the carbon, as we should look at But everyone else, an oval cannot. The whole year cannot. Um, uh, but, but on Yom Tif, there's a special dispensation that every onion can, so, which means that a Kohen Godel throughout the year has the same status as a person on Yom Tif. So the question is, it says clearly here that a Kohen Godel has the laws of Taras. What does it tell us? That us during Yom Tif also have the laws of Taras, because a Kohen Godel throughout the year is no different than, than an ordinary person on Yom Tif. It's not we learn. Can go to the market of onion. Can go to bring up uh, carbons and onion. They know how much you can eat. Shema mino noyek tzerat tiberegu. Shema mino. So here, clear proof that what that just like a kohen gadol can become a matzera, so to every person on yamtiv, even though he's 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 like an onion, he can send his kabbanas. Nevertheless, he's a matzera. He, he has still behave as if he was a matzera. Shema um, mino. Shema mino. Good proof. An oval cannot take a haircut. How do we know an oval cannot take a haircut? The Taylor said to Bnei Aaron after Nodavavir passed away, it says in the Pasik, 
don't let your hair grow wild. Miklal, but had the had it not been for the fact you're a koyim, then you're since you're an oval, the kuliamos is a proof that everyone else must leave the hair grow. Again, the machlekes is ma'atayde al medirabanan. It's only in a smachta. So the question is, menudin u'mitzrayin mahe mitaspay. Somebody who's a chayim. Just finish a little piece there. Somebody's a chayim, somebody's a mitzayda, mahu hain betespoiris. Are they allowed to take a, um, a haircut or not? Tashma, menudim, sorry, asurim, lesapa, lechabe is that a menudim and a mitzayda, somebody's put a chayim, somebody's a mitzayda, is not allowed to take a haircut, nor can they launder menudim, shemes, and just finishing off. Somebody's put a chayim, if he dies, bezdin, soiklin, asaroni. If somebody's a chayim and he didn't bother to ask the chila, and and then for whatever the reason he's put a chayim, there are many reasons. Then cycling, and we'll see later in the morning, talk a little bit about that. Cycling is Irina. They put stones on his coffin, even after he's dead. He's like still in the chayim. Rabbi Huda says, "Loisha amidai olav galavadim ki galishalachan." We're not going to do. But in the case of achan, achan when they they went to war, and they were told nobody should take any of the plunder for themselves. Achan went ahead and did, and. Um, and then, then people, some people died. And went to Ai, and because of what Achan did, and eventually um, he admitted to what he did, and they killed him and his, and his entire family, and took everything away from him. And there they put, um, they put um, a whole pile of stones on his arm. Elabez, if you just said they didn't put a whole, they don't put a whole pile on a person who's a chayim. Elabez and shows me everything. They only place one large stone on his arm. To, to tell you that this person is in Chedim, who may have been a do if anybody's put a Chedim and he dies while he's still being excommunicated, Bezdin Cycling S. Arena. We're going to put a stone on his Arun. Um, so, bottom line is that a Menuda and a Matsura are um, not allowed to take a haircut or to launder while they're in that particular state. Okay, continue tomorrow, Hashem.